Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites, and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of, Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks Cafe cast interview, which occurred on April 11, 2019 in the Digicom Cafe Multimode Communications Network, with Danny J, KD5DLJ, and guest Eddie KQ6K of Moore Park, California. KQ6K, KD5DLJ. Good afternoon, Eddie. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe. Tell us your story. How did you get into amateur radio? Yeah, hello, Denny. KD5DLJ, KQ6K. I was first licensed in 1975. Not first licensed. That's when I was licensed in 1975. A bunch of us were um, the proverbial 11-meter people operating, you know, our CB radios with sliders and operating between channels and working working the world on, you know, uh, DX, so to speak, as it's known now in amateur radio, and really having a ball. Well, one of the people that we're always contacting got, uh, not arrested, but had all their equipment confiscated by uh, the FCC because of what they were doing, sitting on top of hilltops, working the world, and, of course, using illegal equipment, as the FCC called it. And um, a bunch of us said, you know, this is crazy. You know, are we going to be next? So one of my friends who happened to be doing the same thing as I did, or they, we all did, he said, hey, my dad's a licensed ham, and he'd like to teach us, teach us and have us go through the whole process. So uh, we all got together with him. There's about six or eight of us that all got together and sat down with him for probably six, seven months and went through the whole process, learning CW and, uh, uh, you know, going through the learning the the study guide for technician class and so on pretty interesting it really was we all really enjoyed the whole thing and we all got our licenses and we all be better known as the dg gang because everybody got dg call signs except me i got a df call everybody else got dg uh back to the cb days uh tell us a little bit about the kind of cb equipment you were running were you doing the uh strictly am standard power what was it, 10 watts or something like that? Or were you uh, running a little bit more power on sideband? Uh, do you remember the kind of radio you had, things like that? Yeah, we were using uh, oh, one of the radios. I didn't have a Cobra. I am trying to think of the, the radio that I had, but we all added sliders to them, and it was on single sideband. That's where most of us were operating at, on single sideband. I don't think I recall ever doing any AM broadcasting and happened to go to Henry Radio many, many uh, years back and purchased the uh, Temple One radio, uh, Temple One that was modified to operate on 11 meters and used that for some time. And like I said, until the lady up, the lady and the man up on the hilltop got beat up by the FCC and we all decided to use the equipment legally by going through the license process. There you go. I remember the Temple one. Yeah, it had a real uh, solid silvery look on the front, as I recall. The uh, the panel with the knobs on it was quite silvery looking, as I recall. Is that uh, the way I... Re- Am I remembering it properly? 
Oh yeah, it's a pretty good size rig. It, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, you're describing it uh, properly. That's the rig, and I used the heck out of that thing. Like I said, until uh, uh, the people got in trouble, and we decided just to sit tight on that until we were licensed. And after that, then we we're able to use the the radio legally instead of illegally. So you started out as a ham using a Tempo One. Uh, did you get into CW at all, or did you go right into sideband? Oh no! It's back then you had to have a, a CW. You had to go through the whole process and had basically novice uh, privileges. There you go, novice privileges. And man, I mean, I remember the first uh, CW uh, QSO I had. I sent out there, and like I think everybody else that's gone through the whole process, sending CQ and saying to yourself, "Man, I hope nobody answers me and all that stuff." Well, you know, when you're sending CQ, you're asking for somebody to work work in all that stuff. And yep, did the old CW. Th- thing uh, for quite some time and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, the people that you worked is mainly on, you know, on 40 meters. For me, I had a dipole up at an apartment and set it up there and my wife thought I was goofy and all that stuff, but hey, I was having fun and yep, way back then. Oh, very cool. I remember my first CW contacts on my uh, homemade breadboard transmitter with an old SX-24 Halicrafter's receiver on 40 meters, like you say, down there at 70125 uh, or 150 or something like that. Yeah, those were the days back in 1967, 68. But I didn't stick around on uh, Novice very long. I got my general. How long did it take you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all went through the whole process and... Um, they had a year, but we went through the whole process and guts out, uh, started our guts out to be able to, uh, um, you know, get upgraded. And uh, we all went out and got to the point, got the general, and then I took upon myself to go and get the advanced. I tested for that. That was a test, uh, the test that just beat all tests, let me tell you. And um, and then when I ended up doing, uh, I wanted to get my uh extra and the only way to get the extra was a study for the cw and man oh man i spent hours upon hours one thing that was kind of good about it i uh, was able to study for my extra cw because i was commuting an hour and a half to work each day and that gave me plenty of time to have it in the car and listen to it and so on and so forth but uh, yep, I went through the whole process in 2005. After I retired, I decided to upgrade. And well, no, I changed my. I, I think I upgraded the extra even before that. But I changed my call sign in 2005 from the WB6DFW to the KQ6K because of the um, vanity call stuff. But uh, what a blast! Well, you made it to the top. Extra class. I'll be there. Hopefully in a couple of months here, I'll be taking my extra class test along with my grandson, who's 11. He's going to go for his general and his extra class, so we'll be doing this together. And he's uh, stirring me on. I've been talking about doing this for several years now, and uh, now I've got a reason. I don't want my grandson to beat me. (laughs) Well, as an extra class operator, playing around with, uh, obviously, CW and some sideband and things, You've uh, made kind of a change in your experiences here of late, getting into some of this digital technology. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. What are some of your favorite modes and uh, biggest struggles? You know, Denny, KQ6K. Uh, I, for for years, uh, was an avid um, 
digital freak, not, you know, like the stuff that everybody is familiar with now, network radio, uh, PSK31, RTTY, Amtor, Pactor, uh, Olivia, all the digital modes where you're hooking your computer to the to the radio and working that. I've been an avid, avid operator of the digital modes. You know, of course, when FT8 came along, that really added to the, the fun of it all. But um, oh, I'd say probably I've been on... Uh, probably on Zello for probably five, maybe five, six years on Zello, but not as a ham radio operator, as a lurker. I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Since I was involved with amateur radio emergency services here in Southern California, I wanted to see how other people did it. And what I was doing is tuning into the hurricane nets, the tornado nets that they had and all that stuff. And they weren't amateur radio operators. A lot of the stuff was here on Zello, was just emergency communications, people supplying stuff. Uh, uh, I don't think I heard anybody that was licensed uh, operating. They're just people living in the neighborhood, uh, you know, and doing their thing with their radios on Zello and making contacts and helping pe- rescue people and so on and so forth. And then Dave, you've chatted with Dave before. He says, hey, Eddie. Oh. He says, hey, Eddie, they have um, whatchamacallit, amateur radio on uh, uh, on Zello, and I haven't looked back. It's been just an absolute blast for me. Nothing to reset. It's just you and me here on Zello. No, I'm. I don't know if it's if I'm sometimes the thing on keys. I don't know if it's because of the loose connection on the microphone or whatever. But for me, you know, the we started out on on Zello, and um, you know, set up a couple of channels that we could communi- communicate on, and then uh, oh, started out on. Um, Oh, trying to think what it was. Uh, Channel Zero. Uh, I'd have to look at the at another radio to see what it was. Uh, we were doing that, but it got crazy. And then, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to think how I ran across the. If I'm if I'm to say so, my favorite uh, platform is has got to be Zello because it's well for one thing, the population, the amount of people that are available to talk to. Um, and then, of course, once I got set up on Zello, I immediately went to TeamSpeak. I've been a, oh, uh, a user of Echolink for some time. Uh, that's one of the other modes. That, but it was something that I didn't do quite that often. Uh, as of late, I've gotten involved with Echolink talking to a buddy of mine that's in the Texas area. Well, he's he's located in Arizona, and the other guy is located in Texas. And... Uh, and of course, did went through the the whole process of getting on Peanut and getting on uh, Discord, um, you know, all the different modes of operation, not the modes, but thing. Have not been really interested in DMR or DSTAR. That for me, there's no none of that's available around here, and I didn't want to carry around a Wi-Fi dongle to get into the modes that uh, you know. Like I said, it just hasn't been my cup of tea. The quality of audio isn't anything like what I'm hearing here or on uh, TeamSpeak. Yep, TeamSpeak means that you are a member of the guild then, too. How long have you uh, been a member? Oh, I'd have to say probably six, seven months we've been dabbling in in Zello, you know, the, trying the different, uh, different, you know, channels or rooms or whatever you want to call it. Probably about the same amount of time as we did on Zello. He, he commented about... Uh, getting on uh, on TeamSpeak, and I pretty much went right after it and been enjoying a nice chat with Bob, getting all hooked up with radios and all that stuff on that. I've gone through three different radios now, getting signed up to use it on TeamSpeak, probably about six months, I would guess. 
Uh, very good. Well, I'm a proud member of the Guild also and enjoy the fellowship. Good bunch of people worldwide. So uh, I think you and I got acquainted uh, probably first through Orion, I believe. Isn't that correct? You know, he completely slipped my mind. Yes, that's exactly where, because uh, I started on Orion with Desmond, um, KC6VHG up in Northern California, part of the CalNet system. I'm a control operator, matter of fact, of that. That's 18 repeaters covering a good portion of California, Northern Nevada. He said, you know, Eddie, you ought to go over and check out Digicom Cafe, still on, on Orion. And I think that's where I end up running into you and getting to be, uh, getting to know you, and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's what my uh, thinking is now. Thinking about it, I was trying to think how I got involved with Digicom Cafe, but you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I remember Desmond bringing uh, several folks in from time to time, and I recall you being one of the newbies that came in. And of course, you followed me over onto the system and some of these other modes, and got into All Star and. Now you're having a ball with All-Star after uh, struggling for a while, getting it set up. But uh, uh, what do you think of that mode? Oh, let me tell you, it's been, for me, it's been a, an absolute blast. Uh, it did take some time. I was on All-Star just as a radioless node using my um, T4 and using DV switch. But I wanted to do it the fun way, which is having an actual radio. So a friend of mine that happens to sell radios for uh all-Star Use uh, sold me, um, I got a, a GE Mike Victor Sam a two meter radio, it's a VHF radio and it's a 40 watt capable radio but only he uh, he downgraded to 15 watts so and that took, after being on All-Star for about a month as a radioless node I, I, I just, I just got to be able to do this while driving around and using a radio to be on All-Star but it, it was some getting used to. I went through some heavy-duty headaches, and, you know, I communicated with you. I communicated with Sammy, KD2KMP, about it, and it was a struggle. But uh, once I did things the right way, I started out with Hamvoip, and I never finished up the full install, so it didn't work properly. And then I tried using all-star links uh, software, and that was even more cumbersome. So I finally threw up my hands and said, you know what? Um, Hamboip had a real good promise to it, and I reinstalled Hamboip and uh, haven't haven't looked back. That was a lot easier. Was able to get on and uh, get it all well, with a little help from my friends uh, over in Texas to get me back on and going. Yep, you are definitely having a lot of fun, and uh, we love having you check in here in the cafe regularly and keeping us up to date with uh, the new things you're into. And uh, you're an asset here to our community, so. We sure appreciate you taking the time to tell us uh, all your story and how you got into amateur radio. Uh, what final words have you got for uh, maybe some young person or any person that might be interested in amateur radio? Why would anybody want to get a license? You know, Denny, um, the the biggest problem with a lot of the uh, problems I see with youngins getting on uh, on radio is because they have their uh, uh, phones that they can do, games that they can play, and so on and so forth. Well, I've shown a lot of the kids around here um, what you can do with radio. We have what's known out here uh, every Sunday night is what's called the NubiNet. And, 
you know, getting in there and describing to the the young hams, hams that are uh, uh, young hams or older hams that are on there to find out more about the hobby. You know, a lot of them have walkie-talkies, and we taught a class at the Caneo Club, the Caneo Valley Amateur Radio Club, which I was a president of for a couple of years. And now you're licensed. What do I do with this walkie-talkie or with my radio and so on and so forth? And as of late, we've been able to explain to a lot of the users about digital network radio. They're not really, they think it's all magic, you know. It's something about they're really involved in it because they, they got their licenses because they wanted to wear what's called the yellow shirts and be emergency preparedness and being a part of bike rides and, you know, what do you call it, parades and so on and so forth. I got burned out on doing that, but been working on them. Um, you know, the kids, uh, uh, once I show them what I can do with my uh, RT4, show them that I can talk to people anywhere in the world, and, well, can I do that? And I said, sure. You got a license. All you need to do is get the join Zello up or get on one of the other platforms and have at it. So, yeah, come on, thing. Uh uh, you know, I've been working with them to get them excited about it and so on and so forth, especially the Boy Scouts. They're the ones that seem to be more interested in it. Go ahead. Well, very good. Well, you keep enjoying the hobby. Keep uh, being a uh, promoter of the technology and uh, keep checking in with us and keeping us all uh, lined out here and uh, excited about the hobby. You are definitely uh, a passionate uh, individual for the hobby and uh, we sure appreciate you so uh, we'll say 73 and 75 from the digicom cafe and uh, we'll talk to you again soon there eddie all right danny good to run across you and glad for the chat and uh, yeah it's been for me it's something i'm one thing i haven't done is let my license lap the uh, laps i got licensed in 75 and here it is in 2019 um like I said, I wouldn't let it go away. It's something that uh, I even got my wife licensed. She, uh, when we had the earthquakes here in 94, she decided to get her license because she couldn't communicate with me and didn't want to lose that again. All right, very 7-3, nice to chat with you, and uh, good to hear you, Danny. Look for you on uh, the cafe and some of the other places. KD5DLJ, KQ6K. Good day, sir. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. Visit our website at digicomcafe.com to see our extensive digital buffet menu and listen to all of the live conversations on our Cafe on Ice stream. Or this and many more episodes of our Cafe Cast.